Rigdon. Space and time in this world have an intermittent, cascading nature. Everything material is intermittent and uneven. Everything is as a osmos. This material world is unstable and temporal. The world of God, however, the spiritual world, is stable and eternal. After this meditation, it is really possible, even in the usual state of consciousness, thanks to the experience gained, to feel these deepest feelings coming from the soul, the subtle connection with it, the feeling of boundless spiritual love, the feeling of native home, nirvana and eternity. A long time ago, this meditation was a commonly known technique of self-perfection in the human society, one of the basic techniques used to develop the deepest perception and the connection of the personality with the soul through feelings. However, gradually, as the process of materialization of society's consciousness developed, people started forgetting and losing this meditation technique just like, by the way, many other grains of spiritual knowledge. Sometimes, even mentions of it got deliberately destroyed. As long as true spiritual knowledge was present in society, it was passed to next generations in the form of symbols as the most important and obvious thing in the person's worldview. For example, the symbolic designation of the pyramid meditation, the full version of the symbol, was a square with a diagonal cross and an empty circle in its center. Anastasia, you know, as you were explaining this meditation to us for the first time and saying that energies are distributed along the sections of the pyramid, out of curiosity, I later looked into geometry textbooks and read, now with great interest, that which had slipped my attention at school. For example, that the plane which intersects the pyramid and is parallel to its base cuts off a similar pyramid. If one cuts a four-sided pyramid with several planes which are parallel to the base and then projects these sections onto the same plane of the base, then as a result, we'll get a series of squares inscribed in each other. And the square, as it is known, is a symbol of all that is material. Generally speaking, Thanks to this additional information, I later started to understand more also about the processes taking place in the meditation. Still, it's important for a person to have all-around basic knowledge. Rigdon The pyramid's geometry is closely linked to physics. Due to having such a structure and the necessary knowledge, it is possible to cause certain effects as a result of an interconnection among dimensions due to natural laws of physics. This was, in fact, known to the priests who possessed information about the primordial spiritual practices. It is sufficient to take a look at archaeological facts, ancient pyramidal structures, and people will come across the information that almost all of them had a very important worshipping, ritual, religious, and ideological meaning. They symbolized supernatural powers and embodied the manifestation of certain properties of the world, and that is why people deified them. Anastasia Yes, today many people know about such long-standing monumental structures as pyramids of the ancient Egyptians in Africa 
and the truncated pyramids of the peoples of Central and Southern Americas. It is known that the Sumerians in Mesopotamia, Western Asia, also erected stepped structures, three to seven tiers, shaped as truncated pyramids, ziggurats, at the top of which sacred temples were built. The whole complex symbolized for them a connection between heaven and earth, a mystical, sacral center. Rigdon What is more, the symbolism of the pyramid was also linked to people's destinies after their death. For instance, by the Sumerians, Egyptians, Babylonians, or in the burial traditions of Syria, Palestine, China, Korea, the North Caucasus, Siberia, and so on. Anastasia Undoubtedly, these burial places usually have a stepped pyramidal roof, ideally up to six steps, which earlier obviously indicated the number of dimensions in which the human structure is located. At the top, as a rule, there was an elongated or hemisphere-shaped stone. It was a symbol of the other world, the seventh dimension. It signified spirituality, the omniscience of a deceased person, or a symbol of the departed soul. And there are even tombs themselves that are square-shaped in design. Rigdon Many peoples simply made burial mounds which resembled the pyramid. Anastasia Yes, this is the most common type of burial structures on the continents. It is worth mentioning the mounds in the steppes of Russia and Ukraine. For example, mounds of the Abashev archaeological culture, which was widespread in the 2nd millennium BC on the territory from the Kaluga region to Ural, Russia. By the way, the cult of fire and the sun and ceramics richly decorated with geometric ornament were typical for it. Also, many women's adornments in the form of spirals, as well as pendants, plaques, and so on, were found in its layers. What about the burial mounds of the ancient burial places in Altai? For example, the archaeological finding Golden Man of Altai in Russia, or a similar finding in Kazakhstan, a golden man of Isik. Earthen pyramidal mounds were typical also for the Scythians who lived in the steppe zones of Europe and Asia from the 7th century BC to the 3rd century AD. This nation also had rich sacred symbolism connected with female goddesses and the so-called by scientists animal-style art. I'm not even mentioning archaeological monuments of other continents, for example, the Mississippian culture in North America, Cahokia, 7th to 13th centuries AD, which consists of 109 pyramidal mounds, mostly with truncated top. In general, it should be noted that the Mississippian culture is also fairly rich in sign symbolism. Rigdon Certainly, if we look at the symbols of the ancient world, we can easily find one and the same spiritual knowledge in their basis, if, of course, one has at least a general idea about it. Here's another example of how knowledge in the form of the pyramid has been passed down. In the East, for a few thousand years, stupas have been one of the most ancient symbolic sacred structures. 
Translated from Sanskrit, stupa means the crown of the head, an earth mound, a heap of earth or stones. A stupa was built on the tomb of a chief or a king, imitating more ancient burial places, and later it was often used simply as a symbolic structure of religions and as a storage place for spiritual treasures. Anastasia It's appropriate to make a small clarification for the reader here. These structures are called differently in different countries. For example, the stupa in India, the goba in Sri Lanka, Saburgan in Mongolia, Bauta or Pagoda in China, and so on. Now the stupa is better known as a monumental structure in the Buddhist architecture, as a symbol of enlightenment. Rigdon. Of course, but if we look at all these stupas, we can see one and the same laying of knowledge in the form of the following symbols, a square, a cube, a pyramid, and a top, as a rule in the form of a crescent with its horns pointing upwards and a circle above it. In other words, the Alatra sign. Anastasia. Yes, it isn't surprising that with such a top, the stupa is considered to be a structure that has a positive impact on the surrounding environment. Rigdon. By the way, in Buddhism, they added their own detail from the human mind to the structure. An additional architectural precious stone was placed on top of the Alatra sign. Anastasia. Well, that's because in this religion, it does symbolize the indestructible nature of the mind and fulfillment of all the desires, a mystical power. Rigdon. In a word, people remain people. So then, in different parts of the world, all the symbolism of pyramidal structures additionally played an important role to communicate spiritual knowledge through monumental architecture, starting with spiritual practices for knowing and uniting with the soul of an individual and ending with special knowledge and the working signs which had been brought to this world from Shambhala for spiritual development of the entire humanity. Anastasia, as of today, the meaning of these ancient symbols is simply lost for most people, just like spiritual knowledge, as well as the symbolic and associative role of the ancient fetish artifacts shaped as pyramids. This is clearly traced in the history of peoples. For dwellers of the ancient world, for instance, for the Indians, Egyptians, Arabs, and Greeks, pyramid-shaped objects were already objects of religious worship which, according to legends, were imbued with supernatural magical power. And it is needless to even talk about our times. Today, even the word fetish itself is interpreted differently in different languages. In French, it is fetiche, meaning an idol. In Portuguese, feticio stands for sorcery. And in Latin, factitious means artificial. This is how today they refer to ancient amulets with different symbols which once held an associative meaning and served to convey spiritual practices and knowledge. Rigdon It is just that modern people, even if they come across this information, simply do not think about a bigger picture outside the one that is being imposed on them 
by heralds from priests and politicians. For example, why did the Hindu Brahmins who lived in far India, or the priests of the Phoenicians who once ruled on the eastern coast of the Mediterranean Sea, or the Druids who lived in Europe independently of each other at different times, consider a simple pile of stones arranged in a pyramidal shape to be sacred? Was there anything special about the stones? Even researchers, while studying such issues, as a rule, simply limit themselves to the answers voiced by their predecessors, in particular, that for the ancient people, this shape was a sacral symbol of the connection of earth and heaven. But why connection? And why earth and heaven? What spiritual knowledge is hidden behind this pyramidal symbolism? If these researchers had been working on perfecting themselves spiritually, I'm sure they would reveal to the world much more than merely quotations of commonplace fabrications coming from the human mind. Anastasia, without a doubt, here, even if we examine the effects which accompany the pyramid meditation after it has been thoroughly practiced, it will become clear why different peoples at different times called the pyramid the center, a holy mountain, a fire altar, and a sacred place. When one has experience with these spiritual practices, it is not difficult to understand those who once tried to explain the spiritual essence of this practice to future generations using such associations. Rigdon, it is not difficult to understand because you have spiritual experience. While most modern people, unfortunately, do not even know that they have a soul, let alone about spiritual practices for knowing themselves. Although this knowledge, in fact, is even more important for every person than, for example, food and other conditions needed for their physical bodies to exist. Ignorance leads to lack of understanding and an interpretation of the basic information about the spiritual from the human mind. As a result of such literal distortion coming from the animal nature, People set out in the external search of their spiritual. They look for everything, mountains, holy places, and religious buildings, instead of getting to know themselves and their soul. And what is the result? Anastasia Yes, as of today, the majority of people have access, perhaps only to the distant echoes of the spiritual practice, which they perceive as separate concepts. Rigdon. Absolutely, and even then, only in the form of the philosophy processed by human understanding. These echoes have become part of the philosophic and religious category of concepts about the common center, including the human being, among different peoples of the world. Only they started calling the soul, which is encased in human, each in their own fashion. The location of immediate proximity of God, of Spirit, the dwelling place of the Almighty, of unmanifested being, the pivot, the point of rest around which everything revolves, communication between the worlds, departure into a multitude and return to the unity which holds a totality of all the possibilities, the eternal here and now, a pure existence, paradise, a holy place the absolute reality. Moreover, 
different religions started describing this philosophy as they understood it. For example, in Hinduism, the center is the inner witness, the place of absolute, of unity, a point located beyond time, Ishvara. By the way, translated from Sanskrit, the last word means a ruler and literally a personal god, an independent existence, the divine spirit within a human. The Ishvara title is assigned to various gods in India and also to the definition of the cause of the world, a form of a divine incarnation, an attribute of omnipotence and omniscience. Anastasia Yes, representatives of various religious and philosophic schools of India are still arguing about this concept, and everyone tries to interpret it from their own mind. Rigdon But one who has reached the spiritual heights does not need words because the person acquires an inner spiritual understanding of the very essence of this phenomenon. In Buddhism, for example, the spiritual center means nirvana and enlightenment. By the way, as I once told you, in this religion, during certain visual meditative practices, they use a mandala. Translated from Sanskrit, it means a circle, sphere a geometric composition or a structure which is drawn diagrammatically that symbolizes the spiritual and the cosmic order of the universe as an aspiration for the spiritual center which gives the clarity of enlightenment. But what particular form does it have? Usually, this is a circle within a square or triangles which most often point downwards with a central symbol, a circle, in the middle. As a rule, a mandala is divided into four parts or into the number of parts divisible by four. Or let us take yantra, an amulet, a magic drawing, when translated from Sanskrit, which is the simplest form of mandala. This is a diagrammatic drawing of a composition of geometric figures which is used in meditation practices of Hinduism and Buddhism to strengthen the processes of inner concentration during meditation. As a rule, these are circles, triangles, a symbolic drawing of a lotus, a point, the center, zero point, inscribed in a square. Again, if we talk about the symbolism of monumental structures, the architectural planning of most Hindu, Buddhist, and Jain temples represents yantras. Generally speaking, it should be noted that the quadratic structure, which points at the common ancient symbolism of spiritual knowledge, is also reflected in the architectural planning of temples belonging to other religions. For instance, the temple and monastery complexes of ancient China had a square and a circle in their base. The largest and the famous Temple of Sky, for example, is divided into two parts in its planning. One is shaped as a square, a symbol of the earth, earthly powers, and the other one is rounded. The circle is a symbol of heaven, heavenly forces. In China, a joint drawing of a square and a circle, earth and heaven, still symbolizes an ideally balanced person in spiritual aspect. Another example. 
the shape of Muslim mosques, which are oriented towards the Kaaba in Mecca, is also square or rectangular. Anastasia Yes, you once told us about this and about Christian temples too. The Christian quatrefoil, four-leafed clover, from the Latin word quadri, meaning four times, and folium, leaf, is a cross in square temple. The four branches, base, of which are crowned with dome-shaped curves, denoting the firmament. You mentioned that the Greek name of such temples is tetraconch, four shells, from the Greek word tetras, meaning four, and conchi, a shell, a whirlwind, that which is twisted in a spiral. I got interested in this and discovered many interesting facts. Such constructions were popular not only in ancient Rus, but also in Byzantine Empire, countries of Transcaucasia, Armenia and Georgia, Persia, Iran, India, and other ancient countries. They came to the West through the Hellenistic culture, which had borrowed many things from the cultures of the ancient East. But what's remarkable is the fact that in the temples of early Christianity in the Middle East and in Europe, and later in the Christian temples of ancient Rus as well, the altar at first was actually installed exactly in the crossing of the temple as a throne of the invisible God, that is, under the central big dome in the middle of the church, and only much later was the altar moved to the protruding eastern part of the building. Rigdon. The crossing, or the central inner part of the church, symbolized exactly that precious pearl in the shell which was known to the entire ancient East as a symbol of the soul. By the way, in the ancient times, in Kiev Rus, the first version of St. Sophia's Cathedral, the Divine Wisdom, in Kiev, was nothing other than a five-nave cross-domed temple with thirteen cupolas which had a pyramidal composition. Additionally, the cathedral's domes had crosses at the base of which there were horizontal crescents with horns pointing upwards. Furthermore, the center, shaped as a circle, of each cross was intersected with a diagonal cross and the overall composition was an equilateral cross. All of the ancient spiritual symbolism was there, a circle, a romp, indication of 3, 4, 6, 7, 8, 9, 12, and 13, and also the Elatra sign. This cathedral was dedicated to the Annunciation, in other words, to the Mother of God and Archangel Gabriel. Such a cross is an entire book for people who are initiated into the mystery of spiritual knowledge and the real teaching of Jesus. It is a personal symbol of the Virgin Mary as of Jesus' disciple, who attained spiritual liberation during her life and remained to help people even after her physical death. On the top of the central cross, there was also a finial in the form of a crescent pointing upwards and a circle above it. In other words, the working sign Alatra. That distinctive feature pointed at the fact that this teaching had been brought from the spiritual world, in that case by Jesus Christ, as a supreme spiritual being who had visited this three-dimensional world 
through an incarnation into the human body. It also pointed at the special meaning of Archangel Gabriel as a spiritual being who played an important role in spreading the true spiritual teaching of Jesus and in the spiritual support of Virgin Mary. Furthermore, all this together indicated the level of knowledge of those who initiated the installation of this working sign on the central dome of the main temple of Kievan Rus. For the religious priests and followers of that time, simple explanations were given, particularly that all this symbolism would be understood by the Slavic nations, taking into consideration their traditional symbols. Anastasia Yes, this information deserves special attention. In the book Sensei II, I wrote in more detail about the important spiritual role which Archangel Gabriel played, particularly for Kiev on Rus. I also mentioned the story about Mary and Jesus in the book Sensei IV, that Jesus passed the true spiritual teaching to his apprentice, a woman named Mary, who attained spiritual liberation from reincarnations during her life, and that she was the one who was supposed to be the head of the true church of Jesus. But because the teaching was distorted due to intrigues of people striving for power and its significant alteration as the religion was being formed, today this church is headed exclusively by men, and the image of the Virgin Mary is associated only with Jesus' mother, who is called the Mother of God. However, this fact does not diminish the spiritual power of that creating divine feminine principle thanks to which people who really strive for spiritual salvation find it to this day. Rigdon, I hope that people will not simply read this information, but will understand its spiritual meaning. The spiritual teaching of Jesus was given in the open form to all people as knowledge, as a seed of truth which was one for the entire mankind. This is hard for modern people to understand, because instead of the teaching, they see just concepts of the world religion with which the name of Jesus is associated today. Regarding Virgin Mary, who is basically staying between the spiritual and the material worlds, she is still serving as a divine guide of the spiritual power to help those people who are walking the spiritual path. This, by the way, was known to the real apprentices of Jesus who carry this knowledge to the masses, although secretly. In every religion, there always existed intelligent, honest, and conscientious people who truly sought spiritual salvation instead of material wealth and benefits for themselves. While secretly possessing this knowledge, they did everything possible in their positions to pass on the truth to the following generations, so that true spiritual knowledge could win its way to the future for those who craved spiritual salvation. That's why on the walls in the catacombs where the early Christians were hiding, one can find not only the fish symbol and the equilateral cross, but also the sign of a crescent with its horns pointing upwards, a lot. That's why the following passage, which is attributed to John the Theologian, appears in the Revelation, 12.1. And a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, 
and on her head a crown of 12 stars. That's why, on, for instance, the ancient monuments of the old Russian architecture of the 11th to 14th centuries, precisely such crosses with crescents were placed, which are a symbol of Virgin Mary, indicating that the construction of such cathedrals with exactly such complex signs and symbols was initiated by those people who were connected with the true knowledge. Anastasia, to this day, Echoes of the existence of these important symbols and signs in the architecture of the main cathedrals of Kiev and Rus have been preserved. For example, nowadays, crosses that have crescents with horns pointing upwards as a symbol of the Virgin Mary are crowning the domes of the Church of the Savior at Berestov, which is located near Kiev Pechersk Lavra. The first mention of the Church at Berestov dates back to the 11th century, Kiev, Ukraine, Cathedral of St. Demetrius, 12th century, Vladimir, Russia, and the Cathedral of Annunciation of Moscow Kremlin, 15th century, Moscow, Russia, as well as many other architectural monuments. They were built by the Slavic masters. Rigdon. Quite true. It is worth mentioning that it is St. Sophia's Cathedral in Kiev that served as an example of constructing such temples with such symbols in Kiev and Rus. It was built in the 11th century in the center of Kiev following the design which Agapit of Pechersk recommended to Prince Yaroslav the Wise. The temple was unique even in the Byzantine architecture of that time. Yaroslav the Wise the Grand Prince of Kiev, the former Prince of Rostov and the Prince of Novgorod, met Agapet of Pechersk, the unmercenary doctor, due to his illness. At that time, the fame about the medical skills of Agapet extended far beyond Kiev and Rus. Yaroslav had problems with his spine due to the damage to his hip and knee joints. So speaking the modern language, he became a regular patient of Agapit. Due to such necessary communication, which was very advantageous to Yaroslav, and his education from Agapit in many important subjects relating to the knowledge about both the human being and society as a whole, Prince Yaroslav, one could say, became the wise one. As a result of such communication, the first independent Russian monasteries appeared and what's more, in honor of the Holy Mother of God. Active translation of foreign books, especially those from Mount Athos, began, as well as diligent rewriting of the old Slavonic folios, even the old Russian pagan manuscripts written on the birch bark. The book became the basis of public education. Agapet's erudition and his advice to Yaroslav led to the fact that Prince himself got interested in reading books, making enlightenment fashionable among both his entourage and common people. Following Agapit's advice, the Prince organized the first public schools for children. A large library of the national level was founded in the capital near Sophia's Cathedral. The main signs and symbols were recorded for society. Diplomacy at the international level was fine-tuned. So it is not surprising that Kiev and Rus 
reached the height of its development during the reign of Yaroslav the Wise, Anastasia. These facts are really interesting, and they explain many things about such an extreme change in Yaroslav's behavior from the cruel ruler who wouldn't hesitate to use any means to seize power in Kiev to a leader who became wise during his reign in Kievan Rus after meeting Agapet of Pechersk. Also, the symbols and the unusual architecture of the five-naval cross-domed temple of Sophia's Cathedral is far from accidental, taking into account the 13 cupolas and the pyramidal composition. By the way, could you explain to readers what the concept of nave means in architecture? Rigdon This word is derived from the Latin word navis, meaning a boat. In architecture, it refers to an elongated part of the building, an elongated room resembling a ship, like the symbolic sunboat, which was known already during the Trapillian civilization when it was depicted with a circle in the form of the Elatra sign, or as it was called in the ancient Egyptian mythology, the boat of eternity. By the way, Later in the 12th century, seagoing sailing ships received that name, nave. In the symbolic meaning of this cathedral, it meant a boat sailing through time, in general a spiritual ark of Kievan Rus. Anastasia It should be noted that the building of St. Sophia's Cathedral in Kiev experienced numerous partial destructions by time and people. In the 17th to 18th centuries, as a result of the temple's reconstruction, its external appearance was significantly changed. Rigdon. This is truly so. But interestingly, despite all these vicissitudes of almost a thousand years, to this day, in a special niche in the arch of the main altar, the same old Russian Orthodox pearl is shining, a six-meter mosaic of the Mother of God the so-called Oranta. In Christianity, it is considered to be one of the iconographic types of the Mother of God, who is portrayed full-length with her arms bent at elbows and raised level with her face. 